You are listening to TJ Talks. Be aware, this show contains explicit language. Welcome to TJ Talks. This is Judd coming to you through the magic of the internet, I suppose. Um, I'm away on vacation, but we still were able to get a podcast together. And uh, Teresa was involved in a Toastmaster event. I believe it was based on a speech craft. And through that process, she gave a presentation on impromptu speaking. And she was able to record it. So, and not to use the term without further ado, because we don't do that. But without any more delay, let's get right into it. And speaking off the cuff, and I'm going to use my notes. <laughs> Much like when I read Shape Magazine and uh, eat Ben and Jerry's. I've been known to do that before, too. So picture this. You're just leaving an office, standing after a successful interview. You think it went really well. You're standing outside the elevator, waiting for it to come up to get you. And saddling up next to you is maybe the interviewer, or even worse, maybe their boss. You're thinking, I'm going to be stuck in the elevator, this four-by-four-foot space with this person who could literally control maybe my life and a little bit of its destiny. You're horrified. And then something even more terrible happens. They speak to you. Something simple. How about those Dodgers? What are you going to say? Well, that's what I'm here to talk to you about today. A little bit about speaking off the cup. Having something ready to go, a response to almost any question you could be asked that sounds actually well thought out, thought out and formulated. So hopefully with the Dodgers question, you'd have your wits about you and you might be able to say something simple like, yeah, with Magic Johnson at the helm, I think we're going to have a great season. Or you could say, mm, I'm an Angel fan, so I really don't care too much about the boys in blue. But you can make something up, right? It's not about what you say. It's the fact that you say anything that sounds coherent. You're trying to speak to a relative stranger who may or may not have some influence over your life, but you want to make a good impression on them, as you should want to make a good impression on almost anyone you meet, right? This is an important skill in every life situation, not just a job interview. But those things are helpful when they're in the interview because you can feel that you've made your point, you've said what you needed to say, and you made it down the 23 floors unscathed. So... The other thing I'd like to let you know about, these extemporaneous speaking skills are things that can be learned. How do you learn them? Well, you got to stay informed, right? Malcolm Gladwell says that to become an expert on anything, you need to spend about 10,000 hours doing it. Well, 10,000 hours is only 416 days. And I think we've all been talking for at least 416 days. I know I can call myself an expert in talking. I've talked for way more than 416 days. Just ask my husband. He will gladly confirm that for you. <laughs> so you can, you can see that, yes, we do this conversational thing every day, but having something valid to say about any topic isn't easy. So you do need to practice that skill. And you can practice that fairly easily. Two, two words, stay informed. Be media savvy. Use any kind of media influence you can get to keep abreast of topical current events, local news, international news, have an opinion, 
that you could share about policies, politics, anything that's currently in, in the public form of conversation. Know about movies, know about books, know about plays. I think we've all had this awkward moment when you say, hey, did you see Mad Men last night or did you watch Game of Thrones? And that person goes, I don't watch TV. First of all, I don't like that person. But second of all, <laughs> it's fine if you don't watch TV and maybe you don't have cable, but you can still say, you know what, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I read the books. George R.R. Martin's amazing, or I think those characters are really intense. I just, I just haven't caught up on this season. Even if you kind of shade a little bit about what you're saying, you can still say something topical and pertinent to what they've asked you to speak about. It doesn't have to be spot on, but, but we'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. So this art of impromptu speaking, I think we can all remember, and it was 2007, so... In South Carolina, there was a pageant being held, Miss Teen. And she was simply asked the question, one-fifth of most Americans cannot find the United States on a map. What do you attribute this to? That was the question that she was asked. First of all, how horrible is that fact? But okay, we'll talk about that later. Second of all, her response was painful. I don't know if you remember, but she started talking about the Iraq and such as, and the education and such as, and the lack of maps such as. It was awful. And the way to tell it's awful is go to YouTube and look at that clip, and poor Mario Lopez, which, you know, he's an entertainer. What does he care? He's holding the microphone for her while she's speaking. And the face that he makes of, like, what is she talking about? <laughs> It's, it says it all while saying nothing. So body language can be important in, in speaking. So she didn't have the ability to formulate a thought quickly. And that happens over time. And we'll talk a little bit about how that happens over time in, in Toastmasters a little bit later. So you have to start talking more. You have to make sure when you enter a room or a new situation that you can speak to whomever be it in line at the Starbucks or coming into a luncheon facility, you need to come in, have something to say. Maybe it's your own little list of topics that you like to speak about. Maybe it's just the weather. I came here today with umbrella in my bag and a pair of sunglasses, and I think that's kind of ironic. And we could talk about that for 10 minutes, and I don't know hardly any of you. So think about the ways that you can incorporate conversation and topics into your day-to-day -day routine. So the other kind of off-the-cuff or impromptu speaking that might happen to you is say you're attending a wedding and it's your cousin Ingrid's wedding and you've been invited to go and everyone's going to be there, your mother's going to be there, you got to go. So you're sitting in the crowd at the banquet table and someone says to you, Teresa, would you please say a few words about Ingrid and her marriage to Steve? What do I know about Ingrid and her marriage to Steve? I haven't seen cousin Ingrid in 20 years, but I've been asked to speak. So what do you do? Sweat may be the first thing that comes to your mind, but don't do that. Whenever you're asked to speak, graciously accept that invitation. Take the microphone, take the stage, come to the podium, take your time in doing so, and when you get there, smile. People are so glad it's you and not them up there that they want to hear what you have to say, and they're definitely going to be listening and rooting for you to say something successful. So, after you've smiled, don't apologize. Don't say, I'm really not very good at these things, or boy, I've had a few cocktails, or whatever. Don't say anything like that. Don't make any excuses, because what you're going to say is brilliant, and they are waiting to hear it, right? So don't set the bar too low. Definitely 
Just start speaking. You could buy yourself some time by repeating the question out loud. We do this in, in Toastmasters all the time. What do I think of Ingrid marrying Stephen? Okay, that's five extra seconds I have, actually, to organize my thoughts, to maybe think of the next thought that I want to have. And maybe if the next thought that I want to have isn't a great one, I could reformulate that thought in my brain in that five extra seconds. You need to connect with your audience. Now, say I haven't seen Ingrid in 20 years, but I'm at a family function and a wedding. I could say something to the effect of, wow, these family gatherings remind me of childhood holidays, Thanksgivings. Ingrid and I would sit at the kids' table together. Now, whether or not you sat at the kids' table with Ingrid and liked her or not, you're still in this shared situation. And the audience has the shared situation of having had Thanksgiving, sitting at a, at a kids' table, or being at a big family formal dinner. So you've connected and made a bridge to the audience without even really saying anything about Ingrid, right? So you can use eye contact. Obviously, be sincere. Don't stand here, you know, slouched and, I guess Ingrid's okay. You wouldn't want to say anything like that. You want to say something very positive. You want to be animated. People like that. They think it's entertaining. The one thing that you can do in certain topics, and it probably doesn't work very well at the Cousin Ingrid in the wedding situation, is you could sort of segue from what the topic was. If someone, if, we'll put it in a business setting. If someone said to you, boy, I think Steve Jobs is amazing, and what he's done as an entrepreneur is really outstanding. Maybe you're not well-versed in Steve Jobs. But you could say, yeah, Steve Jobs is really great, but I think Bill Gates is equally as powerful. He's done more philanthropically. You can actually guide the conversation to the part of the topic that you're more knowledgeable about. Now, in the Cousin Ingrid and her wedding speech, you may not want to say, well, I don't know anything about this wedding to Steve, but I do know about her first two weddings, and they are <laughs> So you may not want to use that technique in that situation. But, you know, you, I mean, you could. It got a laugh, but I don't know if it would have cut it in good wedding. So the biggest part of impromptu speaking is coming off and sounding relaxed. You need to do this sort of thing every day to get better at it. So the next time there's a luncheon and Candace needs a speaker, think about coming up and, and and saying something, preparing something or not, and having something to say. I recently took part at an improv comedy event, okay? I was in the audience, and they asked for people to tell an embarrassing story. So out of the four or five embarrassing stories, shockingly, mine was the most embarrassing, right? So I shared it. They hauled me out of the audience and put me on stage, sat me in a metal folding chair under a light, gave me a microphone, and proceeded to interview me for about five to seven minutes about my embarrassing story, which I would tell you, but we have to have a few drinks before I get into that now. So, uh, but the point of this is, when I came off stage and after the show, five people in that audience came up to me and said, were you a plant? Did they know you were going to be here? And I said, nope, I'm just a Toastmaster. So, the funny thing about that is, is that every week at Toastmasters, we do this thing called table topics. Someone prepares five questions, randomly picks people out of the audience to come up and talk about it. It could be any subject, any theme, anything. You have to speak one to two minutes. There's four of the people that are going to ask, have different questions asked of them. They have to speak one to two minutes, and then we vote on who's the best. And you get a certificate if you win, right, which is kind of fun. So you never know what you're going to get asked. So every week, every meeting, every Toastmaster session, this table topic is a thing that happens. And it's sometimes the most feared and the most fun part of the meeting, depends on which kind of speaking you like to do. So I would advise you greatly to check it out. And we mentioned the clubs that meet here at Claremont Colleges, 
and we have information about all of that for you. But in closing, I want to let you know it's, it's never easy to speak in front of a group, but you can make it look easy if you just give it some practice. Thank you very much. Well, it is a short podcast. However, we will have quite a bit of items on our agenda for our next one. If you have a chance, go into iTunes if you haven't listened to some of the older TJ Talks and check it out. I think you can pretty much see anything back from the beginning of our podcasting attempts. So check out season one or season two. You can also take a look at our website, tjtalks.com. Check us out on iTunes if you haven't listened to us through there. And then uh, go to Facebook, and you can find us, TJ Talks, on Facebook. And click like on our page and get to interact with us when we post podcasts. A lot of times we'll post there as well. And uh, some other things coming up. The launch that... Kathy had talked about at last week will be coming up. It's currently scheduled for, I believe, May 19th. So we look forward to following up on that. And that's about all that's going on at this point in time. There'll be some vacation wrap up from me where I'll tell you about my excursion out into the ocean. So I hope you guys have a great weekend and we will chat with y'all later. Bye. Oh yeah. I know you're hanging out to the end to see what little clip I took. Well, today, I ain't got nothing. (laughs) You're lucky.